I'm Patty. And I'm Gina. And we're Imperfect Sisters. Mothers. Daughters. Wives. <clears throat> Ex-wives. Blah, 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 blah. And we're co-authors of the Imperfect Parenting book, Shut Up About Your Perfect Kid. And this is our podcast. Welcome to Shut Up About Your Perfect Kid, The Imperfection Connection. Hello, Gina. <laughs> Hello, Patty. How are you? And we're back again. This is what, week four? I know. I don't think I've done anything Four weeks in a row. Four weeks, like four weeks of podcast pleasure. We have made this a priority. Mm-hmm. Have we not? Oh, we have. We I haven't have combed indeed. my hair in four weeks. No, I, I haven't showered I, in four weeks. I don't think I even talked to my children in four weeks. Is that a bad thing? No, it's not. I mean, we are committed to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say we should be committed. Right? That is right. Today is so exciting. Last week was pretty exciting. Well, with candid producer Mike... Yes, um, he did get rather good feedback. Um, well, nobody listens to it. <laughs> no. <laughs> it From himself. Funny, but I have to he say... He thought he was funny. He did, and I'm a little worried because if those of you who watched last week's episode... Watched? Well, whatever. Excuse me. Heard? In the Gallagher family, they seem to have this... <laughs> difficulty? Difficulty understanding the difference between audio and video. Okay? Podcast, audio. Right. Well, our kids, broadcast. Well, it could be broadcast. If you had our daughters, they take a toll on you mentally, so you would understand. Okay. However, he was. If those who were following the podcast last week know that he did not do his homework, he did not listen to an episode. No, he, he did wanted not. to be our producer. Uh, apparently, he can't get enough of the podcast, though he hates his voice on. Which because I he's got it. the Peter Brady thing. Right? It's time to change. You think you know someone, almost mm-hmm. 30 years of being married to him, and I've never noticed that he's Peter Brady. Kind of anyway, makes me wonder what other secrets is it he It concerns me that he is like not only into the podcast, he is obsessed with the podcast. Oh, oh, here's something you didn't know. So I, whatever day, we, we did the podcast Sunday night. Right. And I think it was maybe Monday night I stayed up way too late editing it. Yeah. So Tuesday I decided I better go to bed early. I was awakened at 10 p.m. because he was sending me news stories. Oh, because he's trying to. Well, you he, know he what? Is. He's, I he's trying. I about that. You know how we said he was going to get us guests? Mm-hmm. I opened the door the other day and there was like six jugglers. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Mike. It's audio, not video. Oh, and then, then the next day he calls me and I said, have you listened to the podcast yet? And he said, no. What's it called again? (gasps) I had to walk him through it. So he wants to be our producer, but he doesn't know the name of the podcast. Right. I'm not even sure he knows our names. <laughs> and we joked about this, but it's true. We, we we wrote a book. Did we mention that we wrote a book to the podcast? We did write a book called Shut Up About Your Perfect Kid. I don't think he's read it. No. Now, here, I'm not... Has he Has he at least gotten the cliff notes? I don't know, but I'm not trying to judge him or anything. But if someone oh, no. wrote a book, book about me and talked about me... I think I might do my homework, and at least by the cliff notes. You want to know what's being talked about right. about you. But he is supposed to, he's running a little late today, and we won't lie, we planned the podcast a little early mm-hmm. because we knew he would be working late. And so we're not sure if In he's fact, going to be we late. called his boss and said, please make, make him, him work late. late. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we promised, we made some promises at our last show, but that before we, did. we even get to those promises... Let's take a look at the statistics. Where are where are interns? 
We still don't have any. Right, but we have uh, we have some imaginary interns, mm -hmm. um, which makes us sound important. And they've just handed me another report, and this tells us we were looking at the statistics from our last, and apparently we were concerned having uh, interim producer Mike come on about the numbers and the impact that would have. It appears that they have no feeling about them whatsoever. They have stayed stagnant at twenty four, which. Uh. From a positive perspective means we haven't lost anybody. That is one way of looking at it. Of course, there's the other side. One would think four weeks now, two seasons, we would attract somebody. One would hope. Right. One would hope. I will say that today I did put the air conditioning on three hours in advance of this yes. podcast and... Yes, and it's could, hotter than hell up here. And if, and if our listeners, notice I said listeners, not viewers, should feel, hear water dripping, that's just a sweat pouring off my face from the studio. And we've got to grow this podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe to it because we really need to get this air conditioning fixed. <laughs> we and, really do. And we can sell to advertisers. But anyway, we digress because today we have an amazing episode. Oh, I am so excited for this. I have looked I forward this to is, this for so long. This is, we're making a little podcast history today. Because, Patty, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time that we have brought in a guest who is not related to us. Ah, uh, let me think about that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. right. It's a non relative, uh, someone may want to silence their phone, a non relative podcast guest. This is probably the first time, not that these two aren't related, that we've brought in a really smart guest. <laughs> Last That's week we true. had Mike. <laughs> well, we set the bar very low. So, if you've been following the podcast, which we have, right? Well, we have. Yes, I don't know if any other 24. We're going to give them a good name, like the something 24. We're going we're to have to put that out there. Anyway, okay. but our Facebook page, which is 860,000 people around the world, started off with you and me, mm -hmm. our dogs, I our think, that Facebook page, mom and dad. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this 24 could easily be 24,000, 240,000. There's some number after that. I'm not really good in math. Anyway, okay. so we we want to tell our 24 that, that are our loyal listeners, last week we promised them that we were going to bring in, two weeks we promised this. We did. And, and we, we want to deliver on that promise. We do, because then we're going to lose our 24. Otherwise, we'd be frauds. Right. So what did we promise two weeks ago? That we would bring in a guest. We would bring in a guest, which we have. Right. Who has a unique qualification. Do you remember she, what that was? Yes. She has lived in a toxic waste dump. Yes. And how many of you at home can say you know someone who lived in a toxic waste dump? But that's not all that this guest has brought to the table or will bring to the table because this guest we find is like an onion. Oh yes. One layer after another. Every time we're together with her. We've known this guest for how long? Uh, for for. Yes, five years, something like and that. every time we're with her, we learn something fascinating about her life. Mm -hmm. And we decided to share that with you, our listening audience. Mm -hmm. So, Patty, I think you should open the door, let her in. The doors of hell here. <laughs> the doors of hell, but we would like to welcome our dear friend, Maureen Warren. Welcome Maureen. to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, it is our pleasure. Yes. Well, you know, we're always trying to book guests that aren't related to us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maureen, there's so many things we want to cover with you today. Okay. Are you free for the next week? Well, 
did you tell your family you'd be going for? I didn't tell them. I okay, left so it open ended. It's an open ended okay. podcast. Okay. Well, a few of the not to not to skip ahead, but one of the ideas that we've sort of kicked around in the podcast studio was actually going mobily around the world and the country and you know, taking the podcast. So we might do that tonight. We so we could do that. You might want Excellent. to make arrangements. <laughs> yes. Hit the road. You if you if you don't leave here totally dehydrated. <laughs> That's right. From the heat. So Maureen, there's so many things we want to talk to you about today. But let's start from square one. Before we get into the your 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 life in the toxic waste dump, which is that gonna be like a Netflix series or you know, something's coming on it. But Maureen, how we met you. That's it's right. a fascinating story. It is. It is. Would you Would you care to tell us, Maureen? Well, <laughs> despite <laughs> what you said, I think it was about seven, eight years okay, ago. Was it that long? We it really no was. concept. Of Everybody time. who comes on the show thinks they're smarter than us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because it's true. true. <laughs> I think it was about seven or was eight years ago. Years? That it, long ago? It really was. My son was about in the fourth grade. And, oh, and he's she's good. She's, wow. Uh, wait a minute. Time out. She's already ahead of interim producer Mike because this woman has her facts straight. <laughs> yeah. done her homework. She's actually listened wow. to the podcast. Okay, wow. go ahead. And, and he's going to be a senior in high school now. So, so she's not. <laughs> that is about. Math. Okay. You so, seven, eight, eight years ago. Okay. Um, and where were we? We were taking a cruise. A cruise. A cruise, a cruise yeah. on the high seas. Of <laughs> where were we at the time? We were, we were floating around somewhere the, on the Atlantic. The, Caribbean yeah, or, or the Atlantic, one of those or, oceans. Yeah, wherever we were, and um, I had been following you guys for a long time on Facebook. <gasps> so you're a someone. stalker? Was that you in my shrubs outside my house? <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. But I, I, you know, on your Facebook page, I had read your book. <gasps> you are way ahead of. Have you ever thought? Did you see the movie? I was looking for it, looking okay. for it on You're Netflix. looking for a producer that's prepared. Would you uh, like to throw your hat in the ring? Yeah. We could go into negotiations. Forget about Mike. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Shocker. And we ended up on a cruise together. Um, when you say ended up, like, were you stalking me when I was at the travel agent? Like, <laughs> Well, no, there was a cruise that we you actually, all right. set up. Yes, we, should, we did. We in, did, in yeah. In an effort to, as we mentioned before, we had a little bit of a following on Facebook, still do, mm-hmm. on our Facebook page, Shut Up About Your Perfect Kid, uh, which has like now 860,000 followers. We didn't invite 860,000 people on the cruise. At the time, we had a very small group, and we did what we call the Shut Up Cruise that we partnered. The Shut Up and Buddy Cruise. Right. That's what I got, right. Yes. Buddy Cruise, which we're going to have a guest from Buddy Cruise in subsequent episodes. But we partnered with them to do a sort of escape cruise for uh, caregivers and parents of special needs children. Exactly. And it was a very small, intimate group. There was only a few tables at dinner. And uh, you didn't pop up. We had like a pre-cruise reception the night before, but you were not there. We were oh. not there because we had a late flight. Okay. We could. My husband and I the went. The dog ate the tickets. The dog <laughs> ate the tickets. We had a late on that dog later. Late flight. We could not get a room in the hotel with the um, pre-cruise reception. I we were. See. I don't remember. That was like Tampa. We were. Towns and towns away. We couldn't find a hotel Why room. Why do I feel like a complaint is coming? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a complaint. We were, we were lost. We were driving around. We finally got a hotel room. Definitely made the boat. But we just couldn't get there. We couldn't well, get okay. to the pre-cruise we, reception. We'll, we'll excuse you. What was your mo- I know you and your husband are travel people. Right. But what was your motivation for coming on this cruise? Well, we were definitely caregivers of a um, child, especially needs. To meet us. 
Sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Well, you were hiding in our shrubs. It's a natural leap it, to make it, that. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know what the motivation is. chance to go on a cruise without your children or meeting Junior and Patty. I know what my, my motivation would be. Right. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was interesting um, to me, more so than my husband, to meet other people that were caregivers right. of children with special needs. Um, my son was much younger than he was probably 10, 11 years old, didn't know a lot of people. Um was kind of a funny thing to do. You guys were so funny and cracking me up. You're just saying that because you're on our podcast. Funny looking? (laughs) No, I didn't have any idea what you really look like. Okay, so So, we we had met. It was a small group. It was less than 20 people. Right, and we got to dinner the first night, and there was two empty chairs. We were a little late, and my husband said, well, well, you sit next to her. (laughs) And I and I'm oblivious to the lovely ladies. You drew the short straw. No. I'm oblivious, though. I'm talking to the lovely ladies at our table who are from California. Shout out to Elise and Leanne. Yep. And all of a sudden, I turn, and this woman sitting next to me is almost like presenting it like, you know, someone on The Price is Right with the way they position it. And she looks at me, and she goes, wine? <laughs> and I said, I don't even know who you are. But she I thought you were a winer? Right. I don't know. Well, and I just said, where on this? Where did you come from? And that's where it gets interesting. Well, then I said, I'm from North Andover, Massachusetts. Which, at the which time, was very interesting because I resided in Andover, Massachusetts. And I'm like, wait, what? You? What were the chances? And we had, we. your son was interested in going to the same, you were interested in having your son go to the mm-hmm. same school as my daughter. Eventually. And, and yeah. Her, and then this woman ends up. We fell in love with her, and of course, Patty was at another table, and I right. she has to meet this person. We instantly fell in love. And that's one of the reasons we've called the show The Imperfection Connection, because mm-hmm. uh, parents in the special needs community connect, and we felt this instant connection and friendship. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that is what we have with you. Right. Hopefully, it's... until this podcast, <laughs> we'll maintain that friendship. Yeah. Well, we could... She could yeah, get... She could sue us, because it's about... 2,000 degrees in here, once again. Right. Or, you know, when, you know, she takes off and has her own Toxic Waste Dump podcast. Right. That's true. I'm sure there's a big market for that. Anyway, so we formed this friendship. We started to get together with you. And then what makes you so unique, Mari, there's many reasons that makes you different from us. You're smart. (laughs) (laughs) You're smart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, but you just sort of... As we start to get to know you, you just sort of drop these things in conversation. Mm-hmm. For example, you were telling us some story from your younger years. And you said, well, you know, at the time, that's when we were living in the talk to Quaysta. Right. And Patty and I, who aren't that good in listening, I'm particularly worse than you, were like, what? wait, what? You said a toxic waste dump? You lived in a toxic waste dump. We did. We, my husband and I, had been living in a condo in uh, the city in Cambridge, and we decided to buy a house in Malden, and we built it. We built this house right in the middle of a, a plot of land. And one day, six months after moving in, I went out into the yard, and there were two men in the field next door. They, they hadn't developed the land yet, and yeah. they just said, "By the way, lady, this land is all toxic waste." <laughs> and I this was, land is your land. This well, land is my land. I owned it. 
You seem like a very smart woman, from what I know, and I believe mm-hmm. that to be true. Of course, mm. if we're the You're standard, educated, <laughs> if, if we're the standard, then yeah, anyone's right. going to be smart. So, but when you were looking at the house, and the realtor had a, a toxic, <laughs> one of those biohazard suits, and there was a red line, not and there was a red line going through the piece of land. Uh, the picture of the piece of land that didn't tip you off? No, and no. The, glowing, the green glowing children that were playing in the in the yard. Mm. Wow. Nothing clued us in. Nothing like that guy in the field telling us. Well, Maureen, I find this fascinating, um, but we have a little studio update right now. Yes, because, we do. Um, who has just walked into the studio? But none other than interim candidate producer Mike. Right. Awesome. How did you get in? I didn't leave you a key. Oh, oh, here, here he, he comes. comes. Oh. Well, the door was open. I walked in. Okay. Ooh. Note to self, Patty. Keep the door locked. Patty, change the locks. You know how you need, like, an emergency? Most companies need, like, an emergency plan, like, a you know, in case we go down, we need to go in a bunker so that our operations continue. Perhaps we should get one of those and just go there when we know he's coming to That's the podcast. True. That's true. You're like a bomb shelter yeah. from the 60s, yes. like the little yellow sign. Yes, and... So, Mike, uh, we find Maureen to be a far more interesting guest than you were last week, though you weren't really a guest, but... Maureen has a couple of advantages of you. Should she want to throw her hand hat in the ring for our interim producer? One is that she's actually listened to the podcast. Mm-hmm. She has read our book, number two. That's number three, two strikes against you, Mike. She knew what a podcast was. She'd actually been on some podcasts. <laughs> and she probably knows what the role of a producer entails, Mike. Yes. So anyway, uh, and her voice hasn't cracked once. Right, she doesn't what? sound like Peter Brady. <laughs> anyway, so and Maureen has well, you kind of can speak to this. We talked about this last week. You've kind of live in a toxic date waste dump with your daughter's yep. bedrooms. Yeah. But anyway, so Maureen lives in a toxic waste dump. So Maureen, she doesn't now. Okay. Oh, not anymore. No, no, no. no. I've been to her house. It's and very clean. I was yes. just gonna say, I may have implied <laughs> to our viewers that she. Well, Patty, it may have looked clean that day. That we were there. But we but didn't if, know what lurks underneath. Uh, did you go through her, under her beds and her in her closets? Mm. No, may, that's not my place. No, no. No, but she may clean like we clean. That's all I'm saying. Oh, oh I'm sorry I do. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I do. Back to you. So you're in this toxic waste dump. Do you say to your husband at dinner, honey, we've got a problem. We're in a toxic waste dump. I did. I did. I said, oh. we got a big problem. <laughs> wait, all right, but back up. When he said you're living in a toxic waste dump, did you say, wait, you haven't even been in my house. How could you make that assumption? I did. And he had proof, and he was with the conservation committee, and he had documents, and it was a scary time. It was a mess. So when people said, sent you cards... You know, congratulations on your new home. Right. Did you get cards that said, congratulations on your new toxic waste dump? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I would still have those. Survive, no health issues. So far, so good. Oh, yeah, we made it. Wood. Yeah, knock one wood. Yeah, and the gone. green skin, I think, is very flattering. Yeah. It's becoming, yeah. I, 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 I just, you're a survivor. But, you know, that, as we mentioned before, that's not the only oh, no. revelation. no. Another layer would reveal, Maureen, that you were involved in a jewelry heist. <laughs> and now, I get nervous when we say that because our No, listeners... she wasn't the perp. Right. I wasn't. No, 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 no. So this is, 
so say so you're saying going back on your timeline as opposed to ours, which is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. You're saying we met you seven years ago. We were out to dinner less than a year ago. Right. That is correct. Another bomb on us. Well, about the jewelry heist. It, it was a little, it was a robbery. I wouldn't say it was a big heist. Oh, it, was a mere, okay. it was a mere robbery. But once again, it, it was came, a mere robbery. It came in a very unique way. Yes. We were sitting having dinner right. with our dear Would friend Would you like Darcy. a second glass of wine? Right. Our dear friend Darcy, who we love. Shout out to Darcy out there. Um, and the four of us were having dinner, and you, I think Darcy might have even been in the ladies' room at the time and not have heard that when you dropped that, but you said, well, that was when, you know, I was in the robbery. Right. I believe you referred to it as a jewelry heist. Could have been. (laughs) Could have been. I think because you don't hear that term heist very often. Yeah. And so Patty and I, again, go about our imperfect way, and then, you know, you know how things hit us a little slower than most people, and we're like, (laughs) wait. What? <laughs> well, I was shopping one day at a local mall and trying to just buy one of those, you know, DIY bookcases. And uh-huh. t- but they were out of stock. So we were standing, my husband and I outside, kind of brainstorming, you know, what are you going to do? We got to get a bookcase. And it was like a Sunday. And all of a sudden there was this commotion. And these people were running by. and Were they wearing, like, you know, nylons over there? <laughs> no. Like, they were just these people running on this upper balcony in this two-story mall. And all of a sudden, this guy just grabbed me by the leg and, like, he wait a minute. You. All right. This is something new. <laughs> wait. wait. wait a minute. We didn't know there was contact. Oh, wait. you didn't know that? What? No. We didn't know there was Once any again, contact. Patty. Oh, oh you didn't know? Layer. Another layer of the onion has been... Un- For those of you who think this is scripted at home... <laughs> I assure oh, I you, I it is this. not. Who grabbed you? The jewelry store guy. The jewelry store robber guy. Like, he was running from the, the robbery. The heister. The shyster heister. <laughs> grabbed me by the thigh and, like, threw me because I got in his way. And he the jewelry- threw you? Yeah. I ended up on the ground because I was what? in the middle of the robbery. Like, they had run out of the jewelry store and were running through the mall with the jewelry. And, like, I was in the way, so he grabbed me. And, like, I went flying. My husband got out of the way, or he was on the other side. And then, like, he grabbed somebody with a down coat, and the feathers went flying all over me. <laughs> and I ended up on the ground. And it was awful. It was traumatizing. So, wait a minute. Was it a busy, crowded mall that day? Yes. So it was what are the chances of her... Right, me being that person. Being there at the same time... You were a victim of crime. Of assault and battery. It was in the paper. Yeah. So you were like, seriously, not to joke, you serious trauma about that. You never told us that part. No, No. there was serious trauma. I had to go testify to the police. I had to go to the hospital. Like, the guy's hand came out of my thigh. Did you have to identify him in, like, the police lineup? Not in the lineup. I mean, they caught him immediately. He was but caught. You, but you didn't have to like say that no. was the guy. No, they because, knew exactly um, who did it. Something similar happened to Patty where our suitcase was stolen at the airport. Or, oh. No, it was missing and uh, it didn't come off the conveyor belt. And Patty had to identify. Oh, that's true. The out of the lineup. Oh, my God. I thought you missed the lineup. The guy who stole your suitcase. <laughs> no, they, were like, no. they showed her pictures of all these suitcases. And I'm like, Patty, it's like a police lineup. Uh, yeah. And she's yeah. like, that's the one. That's the one right there. Yeah, the American tourist. <laughs> Not the Samsonite. That was Samsonite in the lineup as well. As I was going to say. <laughs> producer, interim producer Mike, her story is, what did you bring to the table yeah. for fascinating? Um, I am 
bring much oh, tonight. His ability to grocery <laughs> shop. Uh, is while you're here, producer Mike. No. We, we were defining what your role would be. I need my bathrooms clean. Is that something you? Need? Oh wow. I'm honest. I'll get the scrubbing bubbles going. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so Maureen, like, so they caught him. They did catch is him. He in jail. Is he doing a hard time? Well, maybe back then. Podcast? Oh my God, no. I don't know. Yeah. I think he's out by now. And, and just in your timeline of tragic events, the jewelry heist, beating Patty and I. Right, right, right. <laughs> all these unfortunate events that happened. Mm. What came first? Uh, the jewelry heist came before the toxic ways dump. Okay. Wow. All right. You've uh, been through so much. It's just been You're a crazy. Marine. You really are. You have to laugh about it, though. Like, you have to laugh about these yeah, things or yeah, else. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's probably a book that you need to write. Shut up about your perfect jewelry heist oh, or something God. like that i'm just yeah. throwing that out it's insane there. Yeah. yeah that wow. is amazing but again onion there's more layers tomorrow and actually when we come back from our break yes we must take a break because producer mike is gonna start wrestling maureen to the ground because <laughs> producer interim i'm sorry interim, interim. producer mm-hmm. mike has it in his head that a producer talks and oh no because he wants to express himself yes Mm -hmm. he thinks that the podcast is to allow him to express himself so when we come back we're going to talk to you about something that you do you have done and worked on and that has actually earned you an award so not only bad things happen to maureen incredibly good things happen Mm -hmm. to maureen but you've done something amazing that a lot of our listeners 24 of them now Mm -hmm. um Although Maureen's probably going to make our ratings go up. She probably will. Because we've got it all. We've got violence. We've got tragedy. <laughs> You're not going to tell a sex story, are you? <laughs> I don't know. You never know. Ooh, that's a good tease. Let's Ooh. Go okay. We'll be right back. Hey, Patty. Did you know that 87% of children with Down syndrome will need glasses by the time they enter preschool? I did not know that. But did you know That 100% of the hosts on this podcast need glasses too? That I knew. But what I didn't realize is that children with Down syndrome and other disabilities have a hard time finding glasses that actually fit them. I have that problem with my pants. Me too. But our friend Maria Delapino, proud mother of daughter Erin with Down syndrome, and a professional with more than 30 years of experience in the vision industry, created a solution for children and adults with unique facial features to get the glasses they need. They're called Erin's World Frames, available through Maria's company, Specs for Us. Specs for Us' mission is to improve the sight and quality of life for children and adults with special needs by providing custom frames. Erin's World's frames are now available in a variety of sizes and colors, Patty, and you can purchase them at eye care professional offices throughout the United States and in 28 countries. Woo! For more information, call Specs for Us at 1-800-586-1885 or visit specs4us.com for helpful information. That's specs4us.com. That's great. Does Specs for Us help with pants that don't fit? Sorry, Patty. You're on your own with that. Five, four, three, oh. two, one. We're back from break. Oh Go! God. I thought we told again, you! Again, that's the role of a director. So it's apparent he hasn't done any research. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> and once again, he dressed up for this occasion thinking he's going to be seen. Yeah, and you combed your hair. Hello. What I have left. Whatever yeah. hair I have left. All right, enough so. about him. Let's get back to our fascinating guest. 
So Maureen, as we left off in our cliffhanger, hailed the story of, of jewelry heists. Uh, toxic waste. Toxic waste. And now we want to share something else you've done, which is just warms my imperfect heart. So you are actually part of an exciting, I believe a very exciting program designed to educate children about differences. Right. And that program is called Understanding Our Differences. Boy, they nailed it. Wow. Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> And tell us a little bit about that program. Well, it's a program that started in Newton. Um, I've heard of it. Yeah, nice time. That would be in the state of Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. Right. I'm right. sorry about because that. Because we know we have a vast audience. Right. We have people from the confused state, like us, a confused state. A oh, catatonic state. <laughs> and it's it's been around for 40 years. But it we, me with help brought it to uh, my town of North so how Andover. Did you find out about it? I was told about it by our superintendent of schools oh, about five years ago. Um, so this is going to be the fifth year um, that we've done it in North Andover where we educate young children, third grade, fourth grade, yeah. fifth grade, about different disabilities, physical disabilities, autism, learning disabilities, six different disabilities. Every elementary school in North Andover, we do 30 programs a year. Wow. Um, it's amazing. And I work with one other woman, and it's all volunteers. It's amazing. And I have had the privilege yes. of seeing it firsthand when you invited uh, my daughter, Katie, who was diagnosed with high-functioning autism. Right. To the first year, you had both of us. The next year, Katie just did it by herself, which is Translation. Amazing. They didn't want she Gina. She lost the mother act. Um, and Katie, and I was just so amazed with how eager the kids were to participate. And I remember mm. the year I did it with Katie, we Katie talked about differences and how everybody has something about themselves that they wish they could change. Yes. And the kids were like, you know, one little boy raised his hand. And he says, I'm fat. Yeah. And the other kid said, no, you're not. Yeah. You know, don't say that. You're really nice. And then another girl said... Um, at, this was like me, like just being oblivious. This girl raised her hand and I said, I can't hear you. And she said, I have hearing problems. And it was just, just very it, moving, very, yeah. very then, engaging. Yeah. And it was just like these kids were just so willing to share. And, and what amazed me when Katie did it alone this year is afterwards, like these kids that look like they were what I would define as what our society would define as perfect kids, beautiful right. children who looked popular and Absolutely. just coming up and saying how much they they like to talk, they like the talk, and that they they were going to help and invite kids that were left out and uh, not invited to parties and all of that stuff. That's right. And that's like the key takeaway that we try to remind kids that you can be a friend to someone with a disability, whatever the disability yeah. is. And it's amazing, especially with Katie's talk, those kids are only about 10, 11 years old. Right. So they're in, I think, the fifth grade. And we always run and they can be allies and friends to people um, with these challenges. And that's the big message we're trying to it's put amazing. out there. What a beautiful it's message. It's amazing. You, you know what I think? And is it is there a website understanding our differences? We have understandingourdifferences.org, yep. which is the main website. We have our understanding our differences of URD of North Andover, yep. which is our Facebook page. Um, which is what we're doing in town. So it's amazing because I think one of the things that we found when our kids it's a lot of times it's not the kids that don't accept kids with disabilities, it's their parents. Right. Because as parents, 
growing up, we didn't really talk about people mm-hmm. with disabilities. Like we weren't kids with disabilities were hidden away. Yeah. Right. In resource rooms, they were, separately. and you weren't supposed to stare. Right. You weren't supposed to ask questions. So we never learned. And you know, when you're one of the things I love about inclusion is that people always sell you inclusion as saying it's good for the special needs child to have a typical role. Right. It's just as good in the reverse to give a typical child the opportunity to meet someone who can teach them something about life. Right. And it goes the other way. And what we're finding is we're getting a lot of parent volunteers now, too. So we're educating adults with this program. Oh, like the adults awesome. are all coming into the program. The parents, oh. the parents, we're getting 10 volunteers for every program, wow. hopefully. That's great. So lots of adults are coming in to work with all the kids and teach the lessons. So that's Going full circle. We've got high school kids as speakers, so it's and you a lot of kids. Received an award. Would you like to tell us about that? Yes. What was the name of the award? Well, I was very honored to receive North Andover's Pistache Award for this work. um, Pistachio Award? Pistachio (laughs) No. It's named after the Pistache someone in the Pistache family Uh, in North Andover. And it's given out annually and it's for volunteer work in service to the schools in North Andover. reception they had for you and they honored and described you and we were just so so now because of that award originally you used to follow and stalk us but now we're stalking you i think we need to did you see patty in your bushes this morning because she was (laughs) i did yes i used to be your biggest stalker oh my goodness well we are so proud to have you maureen you are it is is truly an honor she's a survivor she's an advocate and now she's She's probably dehydrated after being in the studio and now she's going to be a commentator because we're going to do... What are we going to do? The news. Oh, the news. Okay. Well, let's ask our interim producer. Oh, oh is that okay with you, producer Mike? News and views. Okay. Ooh. Maureen. Did you come up with that on your own? Maureen, I don't have to tell you what this section of our podcast is about, because unlike interim producer Mike, you actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> Ooh. And so, anyway. So, our first story... Our first story coming up is a feuding family booted from Disneyland following brutal fight caught on film. Mm-hmm. This is the happiest place on earth. A feuding family was escorted from Disneyland on Saturday after getting into a violent brawl in the Toontown section of the park. I think this begs the question, Patty. Where was your family that day? Well, interestingly enough, um, whenever my family and I go on vacation... There does seem to be some sort of a, not a physical altercation, but there's definitely a verbal brawl. We have witnessed this. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. International, as a matter of fact. When we were on um, our favorite cruise, Buddy Cruise, my son and daughter and one of my daughters and I had uh, gotten into a verbal argument. And as we were returning from... While you were going through customs or something. Going through customs. And my son, who was so angry with me, and I can't even tell you what it was over now, said to the customs agent, search her. Swarm, swarm. And I thought, first of all, I had nothing to hide. But secondly... That makes you pretty nervous. I know. Well, and you are a rule follower. I am a rule follower. Like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Maureen, mm-hmm. tell us, have you been to the happiest place on earth? I have. The Disney World. Disney World. Yeah, that's yeah. our that's our side of the street. Yes. And have you and your family gotten involved in any altercations? We've had a lot of meltdowns okay. at Disney World. Uh, and those are just yours or the children? You both. 
<laughs> both. Um, but we, we love Epcot. They, they have yeah, happy hour. Yeah. And yes. Oh, yes. Daddy and I have traveled all the world Been to Epcot. different yep. drinks from each country. We're very cultural people. Yes, are we. Uh, I remember when sitting on Main Street, my favorite part of Disney are the parades. I love the mm-hmm. parades. And, and even though my daughter had autism, the sounds and the music didn't seem to bother her that no. much, thank God. But at the time, she was going through something called vision therapy, and we had oh. to do all these strange exercises three times a day because her eyes weren't teeming. It's very common yeah. uh, among kids with visual-spatial issues. And I remember sitting on Main Street USA while the parade is going on and, like, doing these eye exercises oh, and her melting down. <laughs> Why? Why do I have to yes. do that? She's thanking me now that she's driving a car. Yes. Yeah. I little side note about that if I could just digress for a second. Uh, I noticed a dent in her car. She has a nice oh. little uh, Volkswagen, Passat, beautiful car. And as I was coming into the house, I noticed a dent. And I said, Katie, someone hit you. And she said, oh, Mom, that was just the pole I hit. <laughs> <laughs> Details. Uh, okay, our next story. Colorado officials warn humans to not feed wildlife after mountain goats engaging in unnatural behaviors. Do not feed wildlife is a warning officials in Colorado have issued as mountain goats have been trying to cozy up with humans, a behavior deemed unnatural. Really? Now, I've never met a mountain goat, but I will say that several years ago, Gina and I had a speaking engagement in the beautiful state of Wyoming. Yes. Mm. And we decided, because there was nothing around there, except there was a golf course. So we decided, let's go play golf. So we played golf, and all of a sudden we look back, and in the fairway there were um, antelopes. Antelopes. We didn't even know what an antelope was. No, we, we didn't. Thought it was a fruit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know that one the dad slices up all the time for breakfast? A cantaloupe. That's what we thought it was. Oh, yeah. God. And you know we talked about this last week. We're not the brightest, the sharpest tools in the shed when no. it comes to barn animals. I think I confessed my I didn't know the difference between a chicken and a head and a rooster, that kind of thing. However. Uh, they were antelopes, and we were, of course, taking selfies with them on the golf course. We didn't shoot very well, but we did have some great pictures, which we will share on our Facebook page. Um, but anyway, I had an experience with an animal that was um, rather interesting. I was at a little place, a cornfield, where a lot of birthday parties were held for my children and other children, and I was on a hayride, and I was there alone with my with my daughters, and all of a sudden I feel like something wet oh. on my neck, and I thought there was a man sitting next to me, and I was oh. about to turn around and say, you know, that's not inappropriate. When I turned around, there was a um, a llama. Hmm. A llama was like inappropriately like sniffing my neck and whatever. So the llama was hitting on the mama. <laughs> so anyway, when I got home. I decided to tell my my husband, interim producer Mike, this story, but I left out a few of the details because I don't think interim producer Mike really ever worries about me having interest in other men, or more importantly, other men having interest in me. Yes, and while we could, while he's here and clamoring for attention, um, what was your reaction with that, if we could get your input on that? Because I had told you producer candidate a male Mike. was kissing my neck. Well, I asked you if he was a better kisser than I was. Well, I, I, I just said, Mike, while I was at this event, it's not this, that kind of podcast. This male was kissing my neck, and he's like, "What?" And I left out the part, the part that it was a llama. 
Because yeah. I didn't think that was pertinent to the story. Tell your just, drama to the llama. I just wanted him to appreciate what he had. <laughs> <laughs> Go oh, for it, Mike. Oh, me or the llama. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, that's my story. Maureen, have you had any? Wait a minute. Why do I feel like there's a story coming out? Have you had any encounters with animals? I've had an encounter today with Patty's dog. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Patty's Petey. dog. Petey, my pervert dog. My train of thought is derailed again. What was it? It was about animals. The dog. Oh, the dog. The dog. So, Patty and I, this may come as a surprise, but we're all about the honesty. We are not quite at the point where we're drawing in the revenues to have a separate studio from Patty's home for our podcast. No. So there are some domestic things that come with our studio. For example, one of them would be Petey the dog. I'm sure yes. our Petey listeners have felt Petey's presence throughout this podcast, either in the form of barking, jingling, um, and Maureen has had Piddling. A, a particular trying experience with Petey today. Petey just loves me. Yes, <laughs> Petey she been... means loves. She means physically loves her. Yes, Petey he has been fixed, has he not, Patty? He has, but he's got. I don't think the fix is working. No, I don't (laughs) think the fix is working. The fix is not in. So now, what this does is just add another experience to Maureen. But Maureen, this is another. And speaking of dogs, this is a perfect segue. By the way, did we get that scooter company? No, I'm working on it. They're getting all this free promotion. Actually, you're constantly talking about segues. Anyway, Maureen. You have a fascinating animal story regarding a dog. Yes, I have a dog. That's why I thought Petey liked me so much. I thought she right. just he could just smell my dog. Well, Maureen, time out. Petey's a pervert. Maureen is wearing a rather low-cut top. Sort of. Petey may have saw that, but go ahead. So, so we have a dog. I have a female dog who also is fixed, and we adopted her from the shelter a few years ago, and she was rescued from Puerto Rico. So when we got her, I was trying to get her to do all these commands, sit, stay, heal. Don't pee in the house. Don't be in the house, which she did. Don't hump. Don't yeah. hump the neighbors. Right. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't do any of them. She couldn't do anything. So I got it in my head. It was because she spoke Spanish that she couldn't do oh, any of these. because from Puerto Rico. Right. Well, very good, very Gina. Intelligent oh, you're... You're, um, so what do you do? You, 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 I bring over my friend. What's your level of Spanish speaking? I don't speak a word. Not a word. Except for Dora Explorer. The okay. Dora Explorer, Explorer level right. of Spanish, Corona? which is like una. Well, Corona. Corona. Cerveza. Corona. Ola. Una. Ola. Right. So, but I don't know any of the dog commands in Spanish. So we bring over this friend who speaks Spanish, and I have her test the dog out. All the dog commands in Spanish. Nothing. Dog does nothing. Dog is not that bright. And the dog can hear? The dog can hear. She can hear her name. She can hear the cookie box. She can hear the food, but nothing else. She can't uh-huh. do one. She can't sit. So she's a teenager. Basically. <laughs> okay. All her life. So she doesn't sit. She doesn't stand. It was my thought that she spoke Spanish, so but maybe, not so, so maybe much. my dog, Max, God rest her soul, God rest his soul, who's been gone now since Christmas, was not the brightest dog. Um, he was French, though. But I can honestly say I have never had. He was a Bichon Frigé. I have never had anyone come over and speak French to them. Oh, I could have done that. So no. I could have had a whole level of understanding with him. Oh, yeah. you missed it. Well, it didn't work with my dog. My yeah, it was yeah. kind of a it was an idea. Well, maybe your dog came from another country. He um, immigrated from another country in Puerto Rico. You know, like you know, from another country to end up in Puerto Rico. 
Did it occur to you then? Have you checked his passport? I have. See where he's been? Well, you know, have you, now you could do this. We talked about this on our last episode, is that you could have a, a, what's that? Ancestry.com. Oh, I thought about doing that. Can you do that for animals? You can. Get through it. Find out what the mix is of their breed. And then you get, once you find out, then you could get like Rosetta Stone and learn that language. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. In In a dog's case, let's call her Rosetta Bone. Oh, <laughs> but um, um. He's trying. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yikes. Don't you have a business trip? Anyway. <laughs> um, that is really, really interesting. But when you do the dog thing, aren't all dogs kind of related? It's like, you know, they're they're all like... They descended from Adam they and have Eve? so many children and, and... No, they actually descended from wolves. Dogs oh. did? Yes. Cause it oh, was, was that a movie? It, no, it was on the commercial I saw last night. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh, <laughs> yes, well, one of the strengths that interim producer Mike brings to the job, and something tells me you can't compete with him on this level, useless is that he has a, he's a receptacle for useless information. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, I have We're a witnesses to that. Maureen, should you decide to throw your hat in the ring for Canada, uh, for producer and compete against Mike, Shirley Partridge, is she alive? No, I think she's gone. Okay. I think she passed. Okay. Okay. Sadly. One of the roles of producer, we bring up celebrities in conversation, and we honestly ask because we don't even know if each other is alive. (laughs) (laughs) I do that all the time. So we asked Mike, and he said the same thing you did, but then he said, well, I had a 50 50 chance of getting it right. That's right. Yeah. I, I was talking about Ross Perot last week, and then yes. I realized he passed. Yeah, just this week, though. You yes. You talking about him before, before he passed? He pa- before I learned he Mom, passed. do us a favor. Don't talk about us this week. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not until the podcast is done. Well, we think we're going to take another break, and then we will return with our final epi- uh, segment final of this segment. final segment of this episode. I got to yeah. get the lingo down. Oh, yeah, that was a bad segue. We'll be right back. Has your ship carrying your dream of perfect children sailed? Or is in the case of us, has it sunk completely? As Imperfect Authors and Sisters, we invite you to join us for a life-changing imperfect parenting journey in our book, Shut Up About Your Perfect Kid, a survival guide for ordinary parents of special children. You'll learn how to let go of parental expectations and love the reality. And get proven and practical advice from other imperfect parents living in the trenches. Best of all, our book is easy to read. With pictures. To get your copy of Shut Up About Your Perfect Kid, visit barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. Five, four, three, two, one, go! All right, so I don't think clearly that is the role of the director, but since he seems to enjoy it so much, yeah, who are we to who are we to stop him? It brings him such joy. You know what? And it's kind of kind of gotten used to it. It does keep us on task. And I do really need those bathrooms clean, so yeah. you can you can stick with that, Mike. Okay, we'll just have to we'll just you know the things you give me the what's that the serenity give me the courage to accept the things I cannot change. We cannot change that that. That he likes to do this, so we're just gonna we're gonna work. We're, with we're gonna go with the flow, right? And he does bring that all important male perspective. Did that you, he does. Speaking of mail, did you bring the mail? Did we get any mail for the podcast yet? Okay. Anyway, Maureen, we've just spent a little bit of time with you, and I think we were remiss in our duties as hosts because the listening audience at home, which I believe is now up to what was the number again, Patty? Last week it was twenty-four. Right, twenty-four. And and, and I did see our 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 one of our dear cousins and. I made him turn over his phone, and I subscribed him. So hopefully we're up to 25. Okay, 25. 
Awesome. But we have let our audience down in that we have not asked Maureen. The hard-hitting yeah. questions. Yeah. Well, Maureen, if we, we have a, you know, it's our final segment, but we have to ask you. What was the question? What's your favorite color? I was expecting those questions like inside the actor's studio. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with pink. Pink? Okay. pink? Really? Paper or plastic? Paper. Paper. Good answer. Mm, a lot of people angry at you. What's your stance on straws? Do you still use them? Oh, I do. Those paper ones are so mushy. They, they, they are. They're so are. mushy. Yeah, yeah. I was at a cocktail. I was at a dinner about a month ago and they were serving steak and chicken and they had cardboard. Knives and forks. Ooh. Cardboard. cardboard. Yeah, they were cardboard. Yeah. Um, How the heck do you do you cut steak, steak or chicken? Oh, the, hopefully no one from PETA is listening because Whoa. I shouldn't be eating no, chicken. chicken but... Patty actually bought us some permanent mm. straws. Metal straws. I have <gasps> not used those. Because I had visions of us going on buddy cruise and... Drinking cocktails. I don't know where I, that yeah, came from. Yeah. Just to throw you know, that just hypothetical that out plan ahead. Just to throw that hypothetical out there. And I had a nightmare that they were ha- that they were going to have paper straws. I think they do. But yes. did you hear about that woman that was that died from the permanent straw? Uh-oh. She was what like impaled mean? through the eye and it went into her brain and killed wait, her. Wait, was it you? <laughs> no. Thank God. <laughs> wait a minute. How, do you, how does one get a straw minute, in the eye? I don't know. She must have fallen. That sounds like a story mom would tell us when she's... Yes, no, I think that's an easy thing to do. You put the, you put the straw up and all of a sudden you <gasps> yeah. get up and it goes right, right through. through. I don't know if it was in the car or you could be falling yeah, yeah, or... Yep. Did yeah. you check the safety warnings before you bought these things? <laughs> it didn't come with it. That reminds me of something our mother, God rest her soul. Shout out to you, mom. I'm not sure if you can subscribe out in heaven, up in heaven, but... I'm sure um, she's got better things to do. Right, yeah. but our mother, and we'll talk about this in future episodes, but our mother, we, we used to joke, Patty, at a great right. line, she subscribed to Tragedy Magazine. She would tell us, oh, yeah. yes. like, you know, things like, do you take your kids to those home improvement stores? Do you know more kids get crushed by falling bathtubs? Or when I told her that I got a new car and it had heated seats, and she said, do you know you can burn your... Off those car seats, those heated car seats. You can. Yes. Actually, I met two lovely gals in my golf league who told me that their mother uh, will not let them go into a store when they see the Brinks truck in front of it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so today, I went to Panera for lunch and I saw the Brinks truck and I said, took a picture of it and was going to tell them, I'm going in. <laughs> but anyway, that's so the reason I brought that up is because... Are you bored, Producer Mike? No, I'm just getting ready for the next segment. Oh. So as the Does he know um, there is not another segment? <laughs> I don't know. So there is that the whole straw thing reminds me of something mom would say, but that is awful. Because that is. Was, yeah. that could you impale yourself with a plastic straw? That would bend. That's a producer question, Mike. Could you look that yeah, up? Yeah, could you research that well, for Well, it depends what the li- uh, li- uh, lineage is on the plastic. It huh. could be how many mil thick. That's what you'd really want to look for. And a good plastic straw, a, a real thick plastic straw is what good. What movie is that from? <laughs> I think it was from Jerry Maguire, by the way. Wow, that's amazing. So you, you're uh, paper, plastic. Is there any other hard... If you were a tree, which one would you be and why? Uh, it'd be a redwood. A redwood. A redwood. Interesting yeah. choice. Strong, sturdy. Long-lasting. Red. Redwood. <laughs> Survived a jewelry heist. Yeah. Yes, this is fascinating. It certainly is. Well, you have been an outstanding guest. I Thank have to you. say I find that. you captivating. She was captivating. I don't think that, I mean, our other guests, yeah, they might have interesting, amazing stories, things they've done, 
the accomplishments they made. But how do you compete with a jewelry heist? Wait a minute. What other what other guests have all been family? They're not fascinating. Well, I'm just saying. They're related to us. This is what we in the biz call the tease. We may we're going to have some interesting guests. So, Maureen, I I have to ask you a question. I'm going to ask all our guests that come on here. We are going to ask. Uh, We are as part of our imperfection, our movement of imperfection, trying to build a team of experts that we can call on to answer questions. And like what? I have a lower back pain. Well, what do I do? That of kind of expert. For example, sort of like a, I want to be a millionaire. You get your you get the you get your lifelines and you call oh, them. Oh yes, that's true. Oh, okay. that's true. So if someone, good idea, producer candidate great, Mike. If mm-hmm. so, if someone one of the twenty four should be on who wants to be a millionaire and they get a question about say a toxic it's waste dump or mm-hmm. jewelry heist or how to speak to a dog in another language, <laughs> they would say I'd like to use a lifeline and call Maureen. Okay. I'm the phone a friend. Yep. You're the phone a friend. Okay. Yes. And how are you um, about giving us giving out your number to, you know, 24 people? Yeah. Well, 24 is okay. okay. 25 might be <laughs> beyond the limit. It's entirely possible. I think we're going to see a big rating. Is this sweeps up? <laughs> oh, I hope so. Big. Maureen's got it all. We just need to market this because uh-huh. we have, like, danger and... Do we have espionage? No, you don't Sorry. have any of that. No. Mm. I'm sure that's another layer. That, that, we'll, we'll find that out. <laughs> we'll keep thinking. full of something. <laughs> yes, so uh, you're build, we're building a team of experts. Uh, produce interim producer Mike is our go-to movie guy. Awesome. He provides the male perspective. And now uh, you provide the toxic waste dump, jewelry heist. and. Uh, what do we provide? We bring the them studio. to the studio. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. No, obviously not air conditioning. No. <laughs> anyway. We need to get an air conditioning expert. Yes. Well, you need you, you bring people into your sauna. That's pretty much what it is. There you it go. is a sauna. It's there like you 90 go. degrees up here. Yeah. I had straight hair before I came in here. Everybody. I had no hair before I came in. <laughs> Everybody who comes in here is going to leave feeling lighter, not because of the banter or the, or the things we do, but because they've lost 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Maureen Ryan, thank you. Thank, thank you. So you. Much, thank you for, for having me. Thank yes, you. producer candidate Mike. Yes. Probationary thank producer candidate. Thank you for oh, I think this was a great episode. We'll thank be back you. in a week. We'll be back. Yes. Yes, we will be back, and when we do, we are going to hopefully have um, a very special, a very special guest on um, Maria Delapina. We just have to yes. um, ask her to do it. She was well, Maureen, you're going to have a little competition. To our knowledge, she's not been involved in a jewelry heist or a um, no. toxic waste, but she was Toyota. The amazing. Whole year. The whole wow. Year. The whole year. That's amazing. So, anyway, thank you, Maureen. Thank Ryan. you. Yes, thank you, Maureen. Thank, thank you. Patty. Thank, thank you, Gina. Interim producer, Mike. Mike. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for having Interim us. Interim probationary producer. All right. Well, you all have a good week and make good choices. We'll be back. I'm for this episode. I'm Patty. I'm Gina. I'm producer Mike. I'm Maureen Ryan. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Cut! Print it! Okay. We'll work on that one. Bye-bye.